Welcome and thanks for listening to the Spirit of Time podcast. It's a spirited discussion of watch topics and some of the cool bon vivant stuff that overlaps our hobby, especially fine spirits, craft beer, cocktails, and wine. In other words, if it's boozy, smoky, sudsy, or smooth, we'll probably talk about it. Think of it as a watch-focused happy hour for your commute. We are your hosts. I am Matt. I'm Greg. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. <laughs> He's looking at the drink menu, and seriously, it does not get more important than that. No. <laughs> All right, how man. Well, only, well, Greg, uh, how is it only two thirty? It's well, it's like uh, yeah, like five thirty or six your yes. time. I guess I'm eating a second dinner later. We are we are joined by none other than Spence from Whiskey and Watches podcast here in the uh, in the place to be, right? The headquarters of Spirit of Time, the city of angels, Pasadena, yeah. yeah. In the foothills of the, uh, you know, San Gabriel Mountains. Yep. Yeah. And dude, you dodged the weather, man. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, I heard my wife was like, well, like, you should check the forecast. I was like, I, you, from what I hear, it's past. I, I just missed it. We're, we timed this just perfectly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, lucky to be out here. It's actually a gorgeous day. Uh, I find it odd that you asked, like, I, I get you're, you're from, you're from the Midwest, but you've been living out here in Southern California for a very long time. Yeah. It's about 55 degrees, but but McD here needed the heaters turned on. <laughs> he is, in fairness, he's wearing a wisp of a shirt. Yeah, I've it's got very thin. I've got the Hawaiian shirt on, and it's again, it's a uh, a forced affectation of mine, but it it is what it is, and I'm sticking with it. So we have the heater on. I love the dichotomy of everything though, because he, he has a barber jacket hanging on the chair. Yep. Yeah. With a, a short sleeve sort of Hawaiian print shirt, and, and the heater's on. Yep. Fifty five. This is great. This, this is. There's a lot of things going on here, temperature wise. We're doing it. So yeah, we are. Uh, this is uh, absolutely amazing, though. We're really happy you could join us, and you it's, know, uh, it's surreal. It kind of is. Like I, I, like I was waiting for you just in the courtyard. I said, I'll wait. I'll wait for Matt. And you were in the parking garage, and I saw you on the little balcony from the second floor. I was like, there he is. That's him in in person. Yeah. Like it, it is like I was like, oh, what, what's he gonna be wearing? Is he a little bit different for for work? Because it's kind of in the middle. Not really in the middle of work day. Kind of a late lunch time. Like, nope. There's the shirt. That's him. That, that's 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 my guy. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I saw him from the. Uh, from the second floor, I was like, I'm not even waiting for the elevator. I'm yep. taking the stairs. I'm running. I was like, a, you know, in, uh, what was it, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? You know, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. So Spence gave us, what, maybe like a month heads up, right? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, a good lead as time. As soon as I knew that these meetings were on the calendar, I was like, look, I'm coming. We're doing yeah, it. If I don't see at least one of you, I'm going to be, we're going to be, there's going to be some words. We're doing it. Well, hey, man, we, um, we don't have a ton of time and we're kind of doing this like just a little spur of the moment, but there is. That's how I do every podcast. As you mentioned, that's the best way, isn't it, though? You know, just minimal, throw the, the uh-huh. script out. But we've got so much to talk about because when we've talked before, once on, on your guys, your pod. Mm-hmm. And once on ours about yep. this around this time last year with Jane Stacy was the last time we we talked, and it was yep. about Formula One. And dude, there's a lot of Formula One news there is. in the past like week. There is. So we figured maybe we would squeeze in like a pre pre Formula One yeah uh, episode. So well, and, and you know, it's it's we're gonna talk. I think there's some 
really cool watch-related stuff. Yes. There's also some tea and principal stuff. It's really kind of odd that the driver situation has been really quiet lately. You know, there haven't hasn't been much news. Oh, geez. On the driver, <laughs> on the driver front. Get get on. Well, for 2024. That's right. I mean, I guess if you qualify it like that, right? So, we've. You know, everybody probably is picking up on the fact that we're alluding to the fact that Hamilton is moving to Ferrari, announced a full year in advance, basically. Yes. Which is going to be awkward in the yeah. paddock, maybe. Um, which F1 is quite good at creating awkwardness in the paddock. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, I think they kind of thrive on it in some ways. Yes, they yeah. do. Yes, they do. So what do we... I mean, everybody is... It, Rank speculation everywhere. Lewis is going to Ferrari. Who backfills him, and what happens with everything else? Like, what what dominoes are going to fall in order to accommodate all this stuff? So I don't know. I don't know who backfills him at Mercedes. That that is more of a question for me. I really think though that Carlos is going to Red Bull. Like, there's a connection there from his days at. I want to say at the time it was Toro Rosso, before it's become the Visa cash app, cash grab, you know, blue, whatever, racing bowls or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, all of the, all of the names that they put on that car now. It's still going to be Alpha Tauri when I talk about that. <laughs> um, but I can't imagine, like, as much as I would have loved to see Danny Rick in a Red Bull after this year, if you're, if you're Red Bull... Would you rather have Danny Rick at this stage in their career or Carlos at this stage in the career? I, I, I know what the answer is. Yeah. I know what it is. So, well, is, what is the assumption, though? I mean, when we talk about Red Bull generically, right, there's two teams, four seats. Do yeah. you think Checo is out? Yeah. Okay. That's, I think that could happen, too. I don't know that he's not off. I don't know that he's off the grid next year because I think there's a lot of stuff that can happen. Um, and you could see him, if he wants to keep racing, end up at a place like Williams or a couple of other... You know, I mean, there's there's other places he could end up. Sure. Um, yeah, but, I don't know if Sargent is long for this world after 2024. Yeah, I mean, unless he turns it around, which, you know, we've seen a, a lot. I think, like, him acclimating to Formula One, but then also them getting their car sorted, and they got it kind of sorted by the end of last season. Yeah. Um, I think that'll help. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could see a number of things happening with Checo. Um, but I just, I don't know if you're, like, if you're Red Bull and Carlos Sainz is now available, I feel like that call's already been made. Like, the, the conversation's already started. Like, because otherwise you'd be stupid. Like, you'd be really dumb to not have at least made that phone call already. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I, there's, there's not that many permutations, I guess, but if, if the main assumption is, if the, the known quantity is Lewis moving over to, right, to Marinello, yep. there's an opening at Mercedes, and if we think that Checo is out, who fills Checo? As you say, there's mm. a couple of different spots. I, I have to think, because I can't, would, would, could Signs end up at Mercedes? I mean, he could. I, I don't. I don't want to rule it. Out. What I would say, I would be more surprised if Signs is off the grid next year right. than yeah. at a team. Carlos is absolutely fine. He was the only non Red Bull race winner last year. Yeah, like he's he's got a seat somewhere. Yeah, if he right. if he wants it. If, if like, let me put it this way: if, if numbers don't work in it, like anything is possible. But I will say that Carlos will not be off the F1 grid unless he chooses to not be on the right, F1 grid. Right. He's too good of a talent at this point. Yeah, he's too good of a talent. And so I know I should know this, but cost cap uh, includes driver salary. Do we know? It has to, right? 
I would think I it. Know. I would think it does because yeah. I mean, some drivers, you know, they make a lot of money, but maybe not so much from. Yeah. The, well, they should get to deduct the their, their licensing fee. You, have you seen how they calculate the license? It's fee? incredible. It's the insane. way it's so I've never, I've it's, it's based on the number of points that they score the previous year. So, like, Max set a record for what his license renewal fee is going to be. It's something like ten million dollars. Okay. For him. And like for Logan Sargent, it's like four hundred fifty grand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like uh, you'd be able to buy maybe like a three series after you pay tax in the EU on yeah. that or whatever. But um, so yeah, it, it seems to me like if I could just slot anybody into Mercedes because I am a Mercedes fan, I would love to see signs there. I think I think he's one of the most sort of interesting, cool characters in the paddock. He's clearly a good racer. Yeah, you know he's a fast peddler. He is good when he's got a good car do you think that's a strong team well here's what's interesting i think what how many more millions of dollars do they have to play with if they're not paying lewis that's fair but i guess here's my other question from a strategy perspective it does seem like the teams that have a good chance of putting a driver at the top there's a clear dichotomy between one and two there's a guy who can win races and and protect number one's lead if number one is having a bad race he can act in support. He can cover off other things. Like, case in point, is look at what Checo was able to provide the first year that Max won the title. Right, right. Like, just that's what you're looking for. And, and honestly, Valtteri did a great job of that. He was amazing. He was unbelievable supporting Lewis. Yeah. By the numbers, basically the number two driver yeah. on yeah. the grid for, like, three years. So right. here's my question, though. If you put Carlos at Mercedes with George Russell, who's your number one, who's your number two? Yeah, you get, let him fight it out. Yeah. Which means you get second and third in the championship. <laughs> maybe, right. yeah, uh, maybe. I mean, From a strategy they, perspective, they yeah. have well, unless what they say, unless, and here's where it could get interesting. Car- Carlos going to Red Bull. He's as good as he is. He's not Max Verstappen. No. So he would know going there that he's again going to be the number two driver. I mean, he could decide to go to a, a second tier team and decide I want to be number one, but on a team that might be competitive. Or to your point. You have a team of equals at Mercedes, and they're like, all right, so Mercedes, that keeps Carlos from going to Red Bull and making that a... Essentially, I would say that if you, if you put Carlos and Max in the same car, they're finishing 1-2. They may fight it out for the championship, but, like, Constructors is locked yeah. out. The Drivers' Championship's locked out, and unless Carlos... Like, it's between Carlos and Max at that point. Like, it's... It's it's a very it's a good way to look at it's it. It's an exciting season in some ways, but it's also a boring season in some ways. So if you're Mercedes and you can lock down signs and say, okay, we don't have a we don't have a we don't have a one driver, we don't have a two driver. We have a whichever driver is having the best day against Verstappen driver, yeah. and we're just going to go for it. And however this shakes out, it shakes out. But whoever has the best chance on any given day is going to get it, and it's because our job between the two of you is to beat Max. Well, and, yeah, and simultaneously uh, yeah. keeping him out of a Red Bull. Yeah, right. and that means that his second driver is weaker. Right. So, like, you guys, like, I would take I would take George Russell and Carlos signs over whoever Red Bull promotes or could get into that second car yeah. who would be available. And then, yeah, if you do that, you say, okay, I'm going to put in a better Mercedes this next year. I'm going to put George Russell and Carlos signs and let them go at Matt. I'd, that'd be if they, that'd be entertaining as if hell. If you to could watch. find a way to do like a true team approach, I yeah. think we talked about this. Maybe it was offline, but yeah. maybe we talked about it last year on the pod. One of the things that would be interesting to make like an exciting spectacle yeah. would be to do away with the drivers' championship. 
and, yeah. and have it be a team championship yeah, right. the way it is in every other sport. Yeah. And see how that changes the dynamics of the performance of the different teams where, you know, there's everybody's playing for a team win yeah. instead of like, okay, I've got to, I've got to beat this guy. You know, people bitching on the radio about like who, whose tire strategy is better or whatever. And just see, you know, I think that's more. Trevor got three tires, but Trevor got four tires, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Lewis is going to have to learn to count his tires. Sometimes, yeah. You, you're going to need that fourth tire most of the time. Usually. I think that's, Usually you need one. It's just science. <laughs> Anyhow, but one way or another, there's going to be a lot of stuff happening. Not not this year, but the silly season this year might be crazy. It might start soon, because, like, let's be real. If I'm Red Bull or Mercedes or whatever, I'm putting the full court press on whatever driver I want. I, I know I have an like yeah. Red Bull. I mean, I guess you could say they want to evaluate Checo another season or whatever. But like, I feel like he's here to honor the rest of his contract and not have a buyout because that would probably count towards the cost cap. Yeah, he's probably in this and he's likely not coming back to Red Bull. So if you're Red Bull and now Carlos Sainz, who you didn't think was going to be available, is available. Those calls, like I said, those have already got to be happening. My guess is Mercedes is doing the same thing, right? Yeah. So, like, this silly season is going to get pulled forward because there's an opening already. And there's a, a – let's be real. There's a top three driver, top three to five. Like, at worst, Carlos is top five. He's probably top two or three or four, depending. Like, Leclerc didn't have a great season last year. Like, you could argue that maybe he wasn't the number one or whatever. I think they're like, pretty well matched. but They are. Yeah. You got a you got an upper echelon, like I said, no worse I think than maybe top five driver on the grid right now available. Someone's gonna go after him, and multiple people should be. Yeah, well, it's. I think if if you were signs, what other things would you be thinking of? Other factors, because I I have something in mind. I'm curious if you guys would say this. Well, I mean, who has the best watch sponsor? I think would be top. Of this. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> for this crowd, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's. So he's clearly going to the the Visa Cash App Red Racing Bulls team because Tudor is there now. That's incredible. I, <laughs> I <laughs> thought that was kind of some some cool news, but it's awesome. I just wish they hadn't changed. Like, although if you think about it, did they have an in with the uh, Alingi? Okay, I was the, the Red Bull Alingi. Yeah, like, there's there's oh some, yeah, there's, conversations. Okay. there's some cross pollination. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes and a lot of sense. Maybe the deal with Tag Hoyer at the at the big team wasn't quite up yet so like that's a way to get in maybe tutor will be for both teams here in the next two or three years that'd be cool so yeah. my heart was always for tutor when so when i i got my first tutor in 2014 when they first came back to this country mm-hmm. i got the original two-liner uh Pelagos. oh right and when i bought that watch it was like in the early spring of 2014 and i was given passes to long beach grand prix because like the first two years after IMSA and um, Can-Am, or, oh man, it's long enough now that I, I, but basically the two like North American sports car scenes merged. And it was, the, the title sponsor was Tudor and it was, it was called Tusk. Tudor United Sports Car Championship or something like that. And they were, Tudor was to modern day IMSA in its first year or two what Rolex is to Formula One. Right. And you saw all the Tudor signage yeah. and everything, probably expensive as hell. Yeah. But I would, I think to me, that's where 
like they kind of I think they would do better sponsoring a series but that's probably so expensive yeah yeah I, I mean I agree with you there I'm curious to see where they take the partnership because I feel like I'm, I'm a sucker for red like that's my favorite color and those color like of the teams to have them sponsor like something with red and they like the color scheme I know a lot of people didn't like the co-branding on those FXDs yeah. that came out I was like man if it I love the colorway and honestly right. if it didn't oh, have good. it on the Rio if it just had it on the back I might have snagged one of those they're the really color, good they're really good looking really other good. than the little but those are the only tutors I think that have that on the Rio too which is very very much a nod to Rolex yeah it does have it on the Rio yeah. so it's like I get where they were going with it yeah but well going back to what I was asking before you know if your signs the thing I and I don't know I have to put my hand up and say I don't really know how it works like behind the scenes in terms of the money and all that yeah. stuff and and the placements and everything but Mercedes has something to do in other areas of motorsport in a way that like Red Bull does not right and it seems like signs would be somebody like his dad and like we were talking about this before, like, you know, Alonzo and Jensen Button, who will race in any discipline. Yeah. You know, if they if they can make a few bucks and have fun, they're going to do it. And, you know, whether it's it's IndyCar or Dakar or Rally or what have you. And it seems to me that, like, Mercedes, there's, there's options there, especially if Mercedes pursues something like hypercar yeah. or what have you whereas with Red Bull it feels like it's a dead end you're, you're well, top of the top the tip of the spear but once you're done there what happens don't to they you? do don't they do Dakar as well and don't they sponsor some folks for that and you know and, they and rally as well and I know his dad was a rally guy. yes so I feel like some of the off-road stuff might appeal to him as well just because he grew up with it maybe I feel like Red Bull does I, I I'm purely speculating I feel like I've seen the, the, the livery but I just I'm no I think you're I right be completely wrong I think you're right for rally in particular <laughs> they, but I they think may they not do. have a team it may be a sponsor oh, so right. there may be yeah but maybe that provides the avenue versus as opposed to being a constructor Correct. the way Benz is so well McLaren has that too now with McLaren Aero racing on IndyCar yeah so well and they've got you know the, the GT cars okay yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you know so you, you'll yeah. see something with a McLaren or a you know Mercedes AMG at Daytona 24 and in you know IMSA yeah. sports car and there's you know there's a fair number of people who were pretty respectable in in top level racing Formula One who you'll find you know racing in these other disciplines and it's sort of like a, a postgraduate you know at some point these guys yeah. age out of things yeah you know hopefully science has time yeah he should. how old is he now He's not even 30 yet, is okay. he? Okay. Maybe pushing 30, but yeah. yeah Late 20s, pushing 30. If only there was a way to figure that out. We'll yeah. never know. No, too bad we'll never too bad know. never know. Yep. Dude, are you looking forward to the season? Because you're kind of like the the perfect... You know, I'm talking to Greg here. You guys can't see me, but... Um, well, hold the, on. He is the, 60... Oh, that's his dad. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Carlos Sainz, he's 29. 29. Okay. okay. There you go, we nailed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I mean, realistically, sixty-one, <laughs> somewhere between five, defying the laws of aging, five and fifteen good years. But like Greg is like the the person who you know kind of came to racing right through Drive to Survive, Netflix yeah, for sure, yeah. And that's coming out like that's probably a lot of people. In a week or two, right? It's got to be. I haven't seen yeah. the release date. I thought I, like it's. I feel like it's mid February, right? Yeah. yeah. You got you get to watch it just or 
it's either mid-February or early March. You get you get the two-week time to catch up on everything, and then the, the season starts. It is. You're March. right. There's like a and nice like window there where you got to hit it hard to get the, everything. The March 18th date, is preseason, it, is stuck in my head. Is that preseason? That seems pretty early for a race. I'd have to. Maybe it's the 29th. So like they're like the. No, it's before the end of March. I don't know. I have to look. Would you like two more beers, gentlemen? I am. Know when it is. I, I I know there's a race while I'm on spring break, which I start on the 28th, and that's a Thursday. Yeah. So that's Easter weekend too. I know that there's a race there, but I think it, I want to say it's the second race, or it's the first, I don't know. It's somewhere in there. Yeah. It's either a week prior to that or that week, but like it's yeah, end of March. Let's call it. I want to know how they're gonna build up this season. Oh, kind of Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the races. Are they gonna make five episodes out of that uh, Singapore Grand Prix that, that Carlos won? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, or, if anything, or the sprint race that Piastri won. If like, anything, they've proven masters at, at at generating content out of it, even if it's sort of you know to you know from a casual observer. Yeah. I mean, they've done they've replicated it basically with the other sports now, and they're hitting success on those too. Not to the same level, but all that to say, yeah. they're, they're, they'll figure out a way to well, make it. And engaging. there's there's going to be. I look at it. I look at it two ways. There's gonna be, there's gonna be at least two or three episodes they have to key on for Red Bull. One is the consecutive constructor win streak. Yep. There's gonna be one where Max's win streak, and then like the total wins. Like, yeah. So there's gonna be you're gonna have three focus points of the season of like whether they do that in all one episode with all the records and five, like I don't know what content they have, but it's like I guess if you had to stretch their success into three episodes. Those would be the three I would choose, like the, the right. individual streak, the team streak, and and then there's definitely going to be an episode on Ferrari breaking it. Like there's going to be an episode on Sainz's win, especially with the DRS fighting off the two Mercedes and keeping landing. Like that's a good one. And then I feel like there's got to be a whole episode just on Vegas. There will. Yeah, be. yeah. Have, no, have, you're yeah. right. Absolutely, because they did the same thing for Miami. Well, yeah, there was there's the, there be. was the drama too with Sainz getting the grid penalty from the track issue. Wait, I I st- I will not ever stop being butthurt about that that was ridiculous that was yeah that's basically because the way did you follow that or do you, do you remember closely. how that so essentially the track itself um there was an element of it that wasn't up to snuff basically these i think they're supposed to be soldered down but yeah, like a little access plate all of those plates down and he went over it fast this is science in in practice yeah yeah not in quality but in practice and um, essentially, you know, the arrow pulled this thing like a steel plate, like yay big, up into the bottom of his car. Catastrophic damage. He had to take the replacement parts, and the FIA still assessed the penalty, even though it's it's not it's not force majeure. It's the FIA's, or it's it's basically the whoever's yeah. accrediting the safety of the track. It's their fault. It would be like as if imagine if like an FIA semi-truck was parked someplace in the paddock without the brakes on and it started rolling and crushed his car and they assessed his assessed a penalty <laughs> yeah. Yeah. essentially that's what it was right. which which i would also argue based on how that rule is written depending on when that type of accident would have happened they still would have done yeah. they, like yeah. if his yeah. car was sitting in park Ferme and one of their trucks crashed into it and they had to replace certain elements I guarantee he'd get assessed a good penalty. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> based on how that works. <laughs> it's stupid. You get it why there's a rule, but the way they applied that yeah, rule right, was right. In, just absolutely insane. Like well, clearly Michael Massey wasn't working for them. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey man, I still I still sort of I'm kind of okay with that. Like, yeah. 
Well, let me put it this way. Like, I, I get, oddly, is that you being okay with it as a Mercedes and a Lewis Hamilton fan is, is kind of interesting to me. But it gave us, that the way they applied that at the end of the, what was that, the 2022 season? 21. 21? Yeah. Yes, 21 season. The way they applied that, though, gave us the most exciting finish to that race. Yeah. Because otherwise, yeah. it was out of reach. The way I look at it is, if, if you're down to quibbling about the last lap of the last race to untie yourself, you lost. Right. It, my, my tie tie is, to the runner, basically. I, I get that there was, so where, I, where I think, it, to your point, though, like they had the flexibility to apply that rule differently. So they, they didn't let all of the back markers go. Yeah. In some ways, like, because they didn't have enough time to. Yeah. But they were like, well, we can't leave three lap cars between these guys. Because that gives one an unfair. Like, if we're trying to say, okay, you guys have one lap, go figure it out. You gotta remove the lap traffic because they're gonna have to concede anyway. And you can also then argue too that as those guys get DRSs that go around the cars that are getting the blue flags. That could have given Max an even more unfair advantage because he would have gotten more DRS as he was getting around. So like, there's yeah. a number of ways to, but it's like okay, the two guys who were fighting for the championship were one, two with one lap to go. That's what you want. Like yeah. that was the right call. There is, there's no way to win if you're the race director. Yeah. So just try to. I'm glad they erred on the side of picking something cool. Yeah. But it was one of those where that was his last, you know, the literally it came down to the wire and for the like the seven-time world champion, he didn't lock it up by then. Here's, maybe it's not your year. And maybe you guys have talked about this offline or maybe, and I'm sure there's been discourse. So was that, if you reflect now, right, like two, three, three years yeah. forward, was that sort of, was that Lewis's last hurrah? Realistically, I think I mean, realistically, it, it probably. Right? That's like watching. Yeah. That's like watching Steph Curry that yeah. lose in the finals game seven. Yep. Uh, and then sort of what's next, right? Based on how the year went, I mean that probably should have been his eighth championship. Right. Right. Yep. But let me put it this way though, I don't think the next two years are much different, just given how their car was developed. Right? No. So like, it, Max maybe is a two-time champion at this point instead of a three-time champion because. When he won it in 2022, his main competition was Ferrari and their like self-implosion and their strategic implosion and other things like that. Like I, that was the one thing I will say. Drive to Survive last season reminded me of is oh Ferrari like Ferrari and Red Bull were tight for the first yeah. seven races. Yeah, yeah. they did well. Yeah. And then then it kind of got away. This past year, a different story. I think there was dominance. Well, and there's another yeah. at least another full episode right there is McLaren. Yeah, how they turned around because they did not look good in the beginning. That's of the, the most yeah. impressive uh -huh. turnaround in probably ten years. It was insane. And they're they're yeah. so due. Yeah. So due. Yes. So really you know, good good for them. That's that's my like my original like yeah. heartfelt it team. Is. That's how I became a Lewis fan. Yeah. Was through McLaren. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes, man. This is gonna be there's a lot of stuff. We we hinted or you you mentioned that Red Bull, right, is, or, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Tudor. Tudor is aligning with one of the Red Bull team properties. I gotta remember all the, yeah, off I, of that soup, off of that soup of a name now. But then there's also, I, I still am gobsmacked by this, but Moser yes. with Alpine. And so that's the one that I'm curious to see how they take it because I hadn't seen any, like, I guess you don't announce that your sponsorship deals have ended. Um, but I've been getting emails from Moser, from their PR folks, about the unveiling of a Moser Alpine Motorsport watch. And what it said is Moser, and the, like, I don't think that partnership is just strictly based on F1. They've mentioned F1 and you know sports car, like they've mentioned all of the motorsports 
properties for Alpine. Yeah. But F1 was included. I was like, oh, is this is this Moser with all the non-F1 stuff? And it's like, no, F1 was the first thing they put. And then all the other, I was like, okay. It'll be interesting to yeah. see how this manifests itself, yeah. you know, and if this replaces Bell and Ross or if they're going to be a big, you know, well, presence know, or like what I it really is. What line? Well, it, it could be two. I guess it could be two. got to be Streamliner. But I'm thinking it's the Streamliner. Uh, got to be. Yeah. Watch. And that's right up your alley. And it, it, it makes too much sense not the to. The blue and the, like, the blue and the red and the team, like, it's going to be really good. <laughs> Yeah. It could be really expensive. <laughs> yeah. Both of those are equally true. Uh huh. Those are very true statements. Oh, uh, man. The one will be strong, but it's going to be expensive. There's going to be a chronograph, and their yeah. chronographs are about 40? Yeah. 40K? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 So will that be then the next most expensive thing on the grid after Richard Mill at Ferrari? And So, uh, how high does GP go? GP with some of their carbon. They can, yeah. they can get up there. Yeah, I was gonna say 30, 40, maybe. I feel like also, and this is this is weird. There's a the brand that sponsors Haas. It's a brand I've never heard of. But they think very highly of themselves, I think, from a pricing perspective. I don't know what brand it is, but it's I gotta look it up now. Because they, they had Richard Meal. Because remember yeah. when Grosjean's Richard Meal went through the Armco. <laughs> <laughs> it came out. Um, but who is it? F1 watch sponsor. Yeah, Partners. check it out. Who do they got? No, we got the good music overhead while you're looking at that. It, oh, yeah. oh, this is interesting. For 2023. Oh no, hold on. They don't currently have one right now. But I, I can't. Who, who was it? Well, Spence it was, looks that I'm up. Looking we're, this yeah. up yeah. we're at Mercado in Pasadena. There's a number of uh, a couple of these Mercado restaurants in throughout LA part of a bigger a, a slightly bigger restaurant group super good food great ambiance yeah cocktails everything the whole nine yeah service is great here this is a great spot here in Pasadena here on Lake the lake location is great and I think at some point I was, I was mentioning to you I think uh, some of the guys that are involved with it I think are, are secret watch watch people too so maybe we'll maybe we'll grab their attention and see uh, we had a lot of LA listeners the past couple episodes, so maybe we'll find out. Maybe back channel. If you're listening to this and you're an owner or a principal of Mercado in Pasadena, give us a shout. This is good stuff. All right, Spence, you got like 10 more seconds. I know, to I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm for Tello article, and I don't know if I'm getting it. For Tello article, shout out, Balash and Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's nothing. So I, I, okay, I don't have one for Haas, so maybe we'll see what they get. Because the other one that was out there was Alphatari, and their new alphabet soup of a name is now Tudor, which we are excited about. Yeah, very much. Cole is excited about. That's going to be fun, because I, I would imagine Cole is going to get to go and, and take some pictures and write some stories and yeah. make some videos. Yeah. Cole, we miss you, buddy. Um, yeah, that'll be, be good stuff. Yes. Yeah. That'll be very good stuff. Yes, it will. Uh, well, it's, I think that's kind of, you know, unless there's anything else. I mean, any predictions, you know, as far as what do you think is going to happen for this season? We're talking about people, but what do you think about results? Is it going to be more of the same with just Red Bull absolute domination? I think they will be more challenged. Yeah, because they were starting to get more challenged at the end of last year. Now, granted, they still found ways to win races, but the margins were getting there. Yeah. So I think other teams will start to figure it out. We may have more than two teams win a race, but I still—it's going to be hard to—it's going to be hard to knock them off the top. I think it'll be more competitive though. And who's going to bring that competition? Do you think it's Ferrari? 
I think Ferrari will. I think McLaren will. Because McLaren had, and and honestly, the other one too, like. Aston Martin was in. Aston, they were there. Aston yeah. did pretty good the first they half did. of last year. Their they development didn't... lagged the second half when McLaren surged. Yeah. So like I think you'll have a couple. Of, and, and in fairness, Mercedes was very like they were consistent they were throughout staying, the year. Yeah, right. Um, right. Alpine had some moments here and there. Even I mean even Williams was like they weren't challenging for podiums, but they were more competitive at the end. Of the so like, well, I mean, I how long be... how long has Williams been a backmarker team, and now they're consistently mid pack? Yeah. Yeah, at so least I, with Albon. Yeah, I think I think there will be like it, it can be tough to be Red Bull, but I think you have the combination of if somebody says, "Hey, we actually want to go all in this year because next the following year or no twenty five is or twenty six is the regulation change." So I think think what you end up with is. If somebody wants to go all in for the new regulations this, this year and next year, and if Red Bull is continuing to dominate, dominate, maybe they start to shift their focus for 2026. Punt a little. And maybe that's what tightens it up. I still think it's really hard to, to knock them off, though. Yeah, it'll, yeah, it'll be interesting because, you know, that shift to the, the next year's formula, <laughs> I think is what kind of took Mercedes off the top pedestal. Yeah. You know, and just yeah, not yeah. not quite getting it right, but they yeah. they put a lot of resources into the next year's car, which you know didn't you know remember the the porpoising and the uppy downy oh yeah <laughs> and all that stuff. I mean, everybody had that problem. And the accusations of everyone else not having a safe car because they were <laughs> they figured out the porpoising. <laughs> right. I could actually kind of understand his point, but yeah, I can. But yeah. I mean, there, there were jokes from, not jokes, there were things, shots fired from both sides. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, when Max said we should just take the side pods off our cars and see what everybody does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. No, we didn't do that. One thing we didn't we do. We did not do a wrist we check. We did not. Yeah. So, real quick, before we end this little mini zone. Yeah, you, you waited uh, like 35 minutes. Nobody can complain that we spent too much time on the wrist check at this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We just didn't do one. So, I'll start, I guess. I guess I'm the guest. Yeah, um, I am wearing my SBGE two four nine, the uh, um, Timeless Luxury Edition Grand Seiko GMT, because I used the function today twice. Yes, I changed my time zone when I landed in Chicago, and I changed it again when I landed in LA. That's a use case right yep, there. That's folks. a use case right there. <laughs> that's it. So yeah, I no, I got that. to. I, I tried so that yeah. watch on it. This is yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah we'll just so that. Good. I need to see your what you're wearing. I'll let you do the wrist check. Well, I'll just jump right in. Then I have on. My mid 2000s Omega DeVille Prestige Tonneau in uh, yellow gold. And this is sort of like my Cartier adjacent um, dressy guy. And uh, right now it's on this like black leather ostrich from a really cool strap maker called Artifacts. And uh, this, man, with a suit, it's hard to beat. Yeah, and, and you are suited up. Suited and booted, baby. Oh, this is. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you get it, right? I get it. It, it all I mean, makes I, I sense got it now. in pictures, but this makes even more sense on on wrist. Ooh. Matt was talking about it with Brandon on our last episode, and um, and I know a bunch of bunch of us have all been talking about you know picking up some things and he dressing them up. Like honestly, that looks so good right it now. Does. Like Spence is like really smart <laughs> casual. It looks bomb on him right now. It looks pretty slick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you can pull that off for sure, man. That's real good. Okay. All right. We shouldn't talk about it enough because I want, again, <laughs> we were lamenting the cost of mid two thousands constellations earlier, and I blame you all for this. <laughs> yeah, not the pe- folks sit at the seat of this table, the folks who might have bought one, because I haven't bought one yet. So don't go out there and, and jump me on the Deville 
in, in gold with the chinook hairs. <laughs> this is fantastic. Yeah, that looks really that's good. That's really I, good. I gotta ask Chase to source us one of those. That's really good. Man. A little Brigade numeral action, uh, sort of a guilloche esque. Oh, yeah. Well, on this strap, this is fantastic. I would say for what I'm wearing, like I have a gray strap, a gray yeah. suede that I've uh, That would the one that would slap, folks. Yep, that's it. it. Would, really would, really would. Okay, what have you got on, Maddie? All right, man. I got two words for you. Shun bun. Yep. Okay, that's one word. But yeah, this is the uh, SBGA 413, the Grand Seiko Seasons, the spring pink dial. Um, doing a lot uh, at work around uh, the Lunar New Year. I figured I've got my uh, one of the dudes from uh, Perry Perry podcast. He, he made some reference to Asian Uncle Drip, and that's kind of <laughs> what this is. With, that is the look with the shirt and the uh, and the watch. So, yeah, it's just um, you know something. If it did in fact end up raining and we we had a lot of water, this has got a hundred meters water resistance. But otherwise, I mean, this is basically, you know, elevated Japanese Datejust right here. And yeah, that's the that's the watch for the day. I still want that one too. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we'll have to do another switcheroo, man, where I, I'll take your, your five-digit GMT for a week or two. On loan from a bro. That's on it, the on bro. loan from a bro. On loan so from a bro. It's really good. So good. So good. Yeah. <laughs> like, with, with, with what you're wearing with a suit, that is... That's that's the watch. I had that yeah. same exact thought too. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's the watch. Watch. That's it. Well, fellas, Spence, this is a treat, man. This was yeah. awesome. Should we do it again? Yeah. Next time I'm out here, <laughs> we'll do it again. Do it again tomorrow. We're in Cincinnati. Hell yeah. yeah. We Dude, that buzzy. Was, we can roll buzzy out. Yeah. That would be a fun <laughs> road trip. That We've talked a, about it. Yeah, yeah we yeah, have. talked about that it. That would be a lot of fun, man. Yeah. yeah. Dip across the border, do some bourbon. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. Play SEC bingo with the hats across the border. <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky's wild, man. I love it. Though. I love it. That's the stuff, man. Yeah. So we'll have to make that happen. But in the meantime, I think we're uh, we're gonna go ahead and call it peace out on this one. Spence, it's been good to see you. Good to see you in person. Right on. Surreal. Awesome. Cheers, everybody. Wait, here, let's have this Cheers. be the last sip. Cheers. Cheers. Clink, clink. clink. And we're out. hope you enjoyed the episode don't forget to rate us on your podcast platform of choice it really does help you can find us on instagram at spirit of time podcast and contact us at spirit of time podcast at gmail.com as always please drink responsibly thanks again for listening we'll see you next time